you haven't noticed, Madison's growing. Our population's over 250,000, and we continue to add new residents every day. New buildings and development are growing our tax base. Businesses are expanding, and our city is a great destination for visitors. With growth, with growth comes challenges. We have stable neighborhoods with great amenities. We also have neighborhoods that need greater support. The 2018 operating budget continues the focus on upward economic mobility for all residents. We accomplish upward mobility through a mix of strategies that are affordable, ensure safety for all, and help our residents access the tools for success. Last year, I asked that we work together to identify the outcomes we value the most and begin a process to establish measurable and meaningful strategies to accomplish those outcomes. Over the past year, under the auspices of our involvement in the What Works Cities Initiative, the Common Council, City Departments, and the Mayor's Office worked together to establish citywide goals. Guidance teams consisting of staff from across all city agencies spent several weeks developing outcomes around those goals. So the Streets Division and Library staff have worked on a pilot project to inventory their services to the public and to begin the process of connecting performance on our services to outcomes and our overall goals. Finally, we have formed a Strategic Management Oversight Committee where the Common Council, Mayor's Office, and City Managers can come together to help guide this effort. This work, along with the Imagine Madison Comprehensive Plan update, is combining to better connect the services we provide with outcomes that matter to most of our residents. The 2017 budget added $400,000 for peer support programs to help address rising violence in some parts of the city. The 2018 budget builds on this effort by adding 250000 along with the reallocation of vacant public health positions to develop a results-oriented and public health-based approach to preventing violence. The 2018 budget also adds $1.5 million to begin staffing the new Midtown Police Station and the soon-to-be-constructed 14th Fire Station on the southeast side of the city. These service expansions come at a cost. We are heavily reliant on property taxes due to state law limits and federal government divestment, particularly the state ban on better regional transit that would connect residents to jobs faster, grow our economy, leverage federal resources, and reduce our reliance on the property tax. Construction of facilities and replacing and renovating aging infrastructure is pushing our debt higher, and the associated debt service will increase by more than 6% in 2018. The 2018 budget seeks to strike a balance between the significant cost to staff new public safety facilities, broad-based investments needed to combat the root causes of violence, and keeping city services affordable. Due to strong growth in property values and new construction, I've held the growth in taxes on the average value home to 2.67 percent 
a $65 increase over 2017. This is possible due to the drop in the tax rate of 3% on the strength of an 8% growth in the property tax base. The maximum increase allowable under levy limits could increase taxes by 3%, or a total of $72 on a typical home. With inflation projected to increase a modest 1.7% in 2018, I'm not exercising that option and call upon the Common Council to work with me in holding the line on taxes for our businesses, families, and seniors. Carrying this levy authority over to 2019 will help us maintain a modest tax increase this year while providing additional capacity to address ongoing priorities next year, particularly the Council's current priorities of constructing and staffing a new fire station next year. We must have that capacity in 2019 if we are to properly staff that new station. Public safety is a top priority. Staffing for the police and fire departments has grown nearly 30% over the past 18 years, while our population growth is 18%. City expenditures are projected to grow 4.3%, funded by a 4.8% increase in the property tax levy. As we increase our expenditures, the general fund balance as a share of expenditures continues to fall short of our 15% target. Keeping our reserves strong is a critical element in our AAA bond rating and our most recent Moody's rating reported declining revenues as a factor that might cause a future downgrade. As such, this budget increases our reserves by nearly $2 million, which will help to increase the fund balance from below 14% of budget expenditures at the end of 2016 to nearly 15% by the end of 2018. Through the following initiatives, the 2018 budget makes targeted investments that we can all afford and make progress toward our goals by focusing more on measurable strategies towards meaningful outcomes. It provides $1.5 million to fully fund the 10 new staff for the Midtown Police Station and begin funding 18 new staff for Fire Station 14, along with $350,000 to match federal grant dollars, which adds 15 more police officers. There's $50,000 for a new mental health sergeant and $50,000 to purchase smartphones for officers in the field to improve the use of data in decision-making. Over $15 million will be spent to build the two new public safety facilities requiring annual debt service payments of nearly $2 million annually. While others have asked us to do more in some areas, we have to set priorities. These priorities include providing $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars, and reallocate two vacant public health positions to implement a public health-based approach to preventing violence in our community. Public safety requires both law enforcement efforts and database strategies that address the root cause of violence. We're working to reduce crime and violence on State Street by adding $10,000 to support programming in the Downtown Business Improvement District and 
by reviewing liquor license and mall maintenance fees to better connect the cost of law enforcement driven and fueled by alcohol in the, and the privilege of selling alcoholic beverages in this area. We continue the popular bubbler program at the library by providing $125,000 to replace a one-time grant. There's the provision of $830,000 critically needed for additional election work, including voting at the libraries to, during the 2018 election cycle. We're continuing the five-year phase-in of a $15 an hour minimum wage for all city jobs by adding $80,000 in new funding to the $80,000 that we provided in 2017. There's the continuation of the Big Step Job Training Program with $50,000 of city funding. We have to replace declining private support for the popular Ride the Drive weekend with $35,000. We're partnering with Dane County and the Madison Community Foundation by providing $50,000 to assist residents of our city who are immigrants. Better Connect Better connections for all city residents with our service by providing $100,000 to expand language access support. There's the improvement of information technology and communications management activities by adding $200,000 badly needed for two new positions. We're strengthening city services, strategic management, and process improvement efforts by creating a new strategic management coordinator and human resources through reallocation of a vacant position from information technology. There's the enhancement of transportation management and planning efforts by providing $50,000 to fund the new position of Director of Transportation. We have to support efforts to expand access to better food options by providing $10,000 for the Food Policy Council outreach work. Providing funding to support a 1% pay increase for all transit city, all non-transit city employees and funds the scheduled collective bargaining agreement, which calls for 3% for transit workers, is included in this budget. We have the additional $250, we have the additional $250,000 from the property tax to address the governor and state legislature's repeal of health insurance coverage for domestic partners. We have a dilemma in the funding of Madison Transit-operated paratransit services due to the loss of $3.9 million in federal Medicaid funding associated with implementing family care in Dane County. Paratransit services will be provided through contracts between Madison Metro Transit and private transportation vendors. Other changes made necessary due to family care include an increase in the ride fare from $3.25 currently to $4, replacing door-to-door -door service with curb-to-curb -curb service and eliminating leave attendant service options. These last two items represent more fallout from ongoing state and federal government disinvestment that leaves local communities and property taxpayers with greater costs and fewer services. Cities are the center of innovation in our country, where jobs are actually created, families live, learn, and thrive, 
and businesses expand and grow. But we can only innovate for so long. At some point, services will suffer. We're doing what we can through our strategic management initiatives to ensure the outcomes our residents want. However, our tools are limited and our time is short. Cutting state and federal taxes for the well-off has led to an increasing property tax burden for families, seniors, and businesses. Since there can be only one property tax rate in the city, this tax shift falls disproportionately on those with fewer resources. And the service reductions caused by the state and federal spending cuts made necessary by tax cuts for the well-off also fall disproportionately on those with fewer resources. In this case, it is the disabled that need quality transit services to live and work. I must add that the state has to set a new course. In light of this failure by our state and federal lawmakers, balancing this budget presented challenges. At the start of the budget process, the estimated gap between cost to continue services and projected revenues was approximately $4.4 million. We needed to fully fund pay increases from 2017, meet workers' compensation and insurance program needs, address state law limits on use of local room taxes, and pay to staff new public safety facilities. Debt service and on already issued promissory notes and bonds to fund increases in the city's capital budget is increasing nearly $3 million to 6.5% or 6.5%. Balancing the budget was achieved through the following measures. Partnering with the hotel industry and tourism interests to increase the room tax from 9 to 10% starting in 2018. This increase generates over $1.8 million annually, with $1.3 million allocated to help expand tourism marketing efforts, including over $600,000 to continue room tax supports to the tourism destinations of the Ulbricht Gardens and Henry Vila Zoo, and a half a million dollars for the city's general fund. This proposed rate increase requires council approval and adoption of changes to the city's contract with the Greater Madison Convention and Visitors Bureau. The increase in the room tax rate provides $1.2 million to help close the 2018 budget gap. It reflects a 2% increase in health insurance premiums. The budget gap forecast assumed a 5% increase. The lower premium increase provided $1.2 million towards closing the 2018 budget gap. And let me add, that year in and year out for the last several years, we have worked with and continue to talk to health care providers about what we can do to lower the cost of health care for Madison area residents, which benefits all of us, both as consumers and as payers. This budget began a process to update allocation of central support services. That's information technology, human resources, finance, treasury, and legal or the city attorney's office. The general fund is currently subsidized, currently subsidizing most of these costs. So funds have been allocated for a comprehensive cost allocation study, bringing utility funding for central 
support services closer to actual costs provides $850,000 to help close the budget gap. This budget reflects 400000 in additional workers' compensation and insurance fund costs. These increases are necessary to costs from liability and on-the-job events, injury events. The initial budget gap, budget gap forecast $1 million increase. More precise estimates through the budget development process provided $600,000 towards closing that gap. We're creating a new special assessment certification fee of $25 to help offset some of the costs associated with title searches made during the sale of a property. Many Wisconsin communities levy this fee. Revenues of $50,000 are anticipated. We're increasing fire inspection fees. Fees were last increased in 1998, almost 20 years ago. Revenues of $100,000 are anticipated from these increases. The budget increases general fund appropriations by 4.3% and increases the levy by 4.8%. Based on the latest estimates of an 8% increase in net taxable property value, the city tax rate is expected to decrease by 3% to 9.214 per $1,000 of assessed valuation. With the average home value up 5.8%, taxes on the average value home are expected to increase for the city's share of the property tax by $65, or 2.7%. There is approximately $1.3 million of capacity, as I mentioned earlier, that still allows us to qualify for nearly $7 million in aid under the State Expenditure Restraint Program, assuming a $2 million appropriation in the 2017 year-end resolution. The property tax levy can be increased by approximately $700,000 within the state-mandated levy limits over what I've recommended in this budget. While there is $700,000 of levy limit capacity remaining and a maximum 3% allowable increase in taxes on the average value home, I hope the Common Council will stand with me in holding the tax increase on the typical home to no more than 2.8%. There were a number of items that I could not fund in this budget and keep it affordable, and they are listed in the handout that you've received. People often ask, what were the items on the bubble that could not be afforded? Here are some of the last items for consideration that did not make the final cut. We funded $200,000 for violence prevention. I wish it could have been $450,000. We are going to accept the COPS grant, if available, for 15 new officers. The phase-in will not be as quickly as it might have been if we had another $300,000. Big Step is funded for $50,000, not $70,000. That's a $20,000 reduction. The Language Assistant Program funded $100,000. We'd hope to have a more expansive program, which would have cost $158,000. Additional support for racial equity and social justice uh, was not funded at $145,000. 
the overworked city assessors, our short, critical staff, and unfortunately we don't have the $350,000 to fund those positions. We are making up the part of the loss of the grant on the bubbler program in the library at $125,000. We had initially hoped to fund it at $175,000. There's homeless case management at the central library that's not being funded for $50,000. There was funding for Madison Urban Ministry at $20,000. We wanted to add a new senior center position at $75,000. We'd hoped to retime and expand the fire department's uh, academy, but that had a cost of 330000 One high goal in the area of transportation was to further expand weekend bus service, which is highly demanded. That would have cost another 450000 The fire department requested a new fire medic company. We could not cost that at a million dollars. There was a request for additional new firefighter positions on top of those that will be needed for Station 14. We did not have the $200,000 for that. While we did fund several new positions for police, including the mental health sergeant, we were not able to fund the $100,000 for the new detective. The Civil Rights Office asked for a paralegal. We did not have $75,000 for that. There was a request for additional day shelter funding of 62000 The treasurer's office accountant needed 75000 Engineering had some facilities project positions at 200000 And there was a need for a landscape architect at 75000 All told, projects that were on the bubble at one point or another, or programs, totaled $3.835 million, all of which are justifiable, all of which would provide better services to the people of this city. We have so much to be grateful in Madison. It's a great place to live, work, play, and learn. We care about our neighbors, and this budget continues our investment in making our city a place where we can all feel safe, live happily, and pursue our dreams. Questions? Oh. The 250000 for the public health-based approach to preventing violence, are there, yes. is there a specific, um, I guess, does that look any specific way, or will that just go to the public health two, department? Two, there'll be two positions. One thing I think where we've got common agreement is the need for data. Uh, we've been frustrated for years about data collection related to violence, and so one of the positions will be for an individual who will be analyzing and formulating new ways of collecting data relative to violence. The second position is going to be a management position who will manage the data person but also develop the department's program uh, dealing with, with trauma and, and how we are going to address the effects of trauma as it leads to violence uh, from those who are, are suffering. And then the other funding for violence prevention, prevention that, um, that could not be funded, was that building off of 
the funding included in last year's budget? Yes, that's on top of last year's budget. Uh, let me let me let me uh, go back to last year. Last year we funded and we've now initiated a a program of rapid response and intervention after acts of violence. As we've looked around the country in terms of preventing violence, I've come to the conclusion that what we have formulated in response to violence is as good, if not better, than existing programs uh, already implemented in other cities. This funding is to get us people out into the community on a day-to-day -day basis before violence occurs, implementing some of the same strategies and techniques of peer-based peer, peer support and initiatives. Um, I attended a, a conference on uh, violence a month ago. I can't remember if we discussed it as discussed this at a previous press conference. It was a meeting of Cities United, which is funded by the Casey Foundation. This was the effort that uh, helped seed President Obama's uh, initiative, My Brother's Keeper. It's focused on youth violence and particularly uh, the victimization of so many young African-American men. At this last session, as the mayors discussed uh, our, our challenges, we all found that regardless of the size of our city, whether we're talking Minneapolis or Louisville, Birmingham, uh, Hampton, Virginia, we find that we have one common problem and that despite all the efforts we're making in terms of long-term initiatives, housing, jobs, job training, we all have a core group of young men who are dis disengaged, disaffected, and not connected to, to our programming. Our experience indicates that peers, men who have had the same experiences, are the most effective way of reaching these young people. I want to see us expand our efforts in that regard as, as one former felon from Madison said at a recent session I attended. He, by the way, at one point in his life was a high school dropout facing 175 years in prison. And he's now on a university staff having received his doctorate. As he said, when a white woman came to see me and counsel me, she could not relate to me, and I could not relate to her.
What would you have spent the $200,000 on that did not make it into the budget in this area? Just additional work in this area. More. Personnel? More. More staffing, more personnel. Was it that thorough? That Cool. Thank you.